Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Today, oh boy, I'm going to tell you already, we have a very fun, very special episode. Uh, friends to the show, we're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about uh, Nick Nurse performing at Toronto Jazz Fest. This is going to be wild. Uh, please welcome back Chris Myers and Matt McCready. How you both doing? doing well how are you Catherine? i'm doing I mean, okay i mean, I, I, mean I, I um <laughs> i just you know first of all anybody listening happy pride uh hope you enjoyed the the weekend i went out three nights in a row and i'm like dead i'm just i'm so <laughs> i'm so dead but anyway uh yeah matt how are you i'm doing great i'm excited to hear about this big nick nurse thing oh yes so Chris and I last night were recording this Monday, uh, June 27th. Last night, uh, Nick Nurse made a bit of a cameo at the Toronto Jazz Festival performing with a Prince cover band. What were they called again, Chris? Oh, it, they are not a cover band. They're not they, a cover band. They're the band. I'm they were the Prince's band. Um, they're called the Power Generation. The they Power are, Generation. They were Prince's touring band for a very, very long time. It is uh, these were the musicians that were playing with him and making albums with him so yes uh, that's who we saw last night yeah and so nick nurse sorry and, and yeah. nick nurse is the lead singer of prince's no, old band <laughs> no he just made a cameo he made a okay. bit of an appearance with the band uh he kind of like came out at the beginning to to introduce everybody and then they did some you know a lot of purple rain stuff some of the other classic hits and uh and then nick nurse came on at the end with his guitar to do the song purple rain now chris do we want to start off at the very top just talking about this whole guitar situation and, and nick nurse playing yeah quote unquote playing quote unquote playing so uh yeah go ahead take it away so like i don't want to uh, destroy the magic. Too no, but we're going to break news right now. <laughs> we're going to break news. So um, uh, I have uh, something of a live audio background and his guitar was not plugged in or if it was plugged in, <laughs> it was plugged in and turned on. I mean, there was like, I, I had video recorded. I recorded the performance on my phone just so I have it, had it for my own personal reference. And the, the guitar was plugged in into a chord but I know the sound of that Telecaster and I did not hear it at all. And you could also kind of just tell that he was just sort of like trying to strum along with it. But it was him singing. He did sing along with the band. So like, he said there was the words, that. Purple Rain 
yeah with the band a couple times in the chorus yeah. he didn't he didn't contribute any other vocals but yeah, yeah he was not plugged in and uh that is hilarious because it's like why are you i mean no we love nick nurse here so it's like no disrespect but it's also like why are you there no why you don't need to do this no it's are you are you asking the question on Nick Nurse's behalf? Why are you there, or like on the well, what, what I I'm just asking in general. But I, my theory is that this is like PR for the Toronto Jazz Festival, and they hired him to do like a little thing. Would you have been there otherwise if Nick Nurse wasn't there? No, because no, because it's the same weekend as Pride. It's yeah. like conflicting with Pride. Like I would rather go to a Pride event, to be honest. But if it happened at a different time and it wasn't competing with something else, then yeah, I would check out the Jazz Fest. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know? I think uh, you're probably right. And I think maybe they went through the uh, rehearsal earlier that day and someone's like, maybe we should just not have Nick's guitar on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he was doing press stuff like, all throughout the weekend with our Kells. And I'm very sure that that was actually Max Kerman's guitar that he was playing. Cause I've seen Max oh. the same guitar and it was the same guitar that he had when he did the appearance uh, with our during uh, when they just won the championship, it was the exact same Fender Telecaster or it, the same model. It may not be the exact same guitar, but it's the, the, the Telecaster that he played. Um, what, kind of doesn't really make sense to me is that um i guess maybe because like i'm like with i'm of the opinion that it was totally a pr stunt because it's not that nick nurse doesn't know how to play a musical instrument just not the one that he showed up with on stage because he's a piano player <laughs> and i've heard yeah. him play, not only have i heard him play piano i've heard him play purple rain on piano um, so I guess maybe it's harder to get like a second set of keys on the board on, on the stage and have him like play keys or whatnot, but he could have actually really played with them if they had just decided to give him a different instrument. And that's, that's kind of what boggles my mind a little bit from like a musical standpoint. It's like, it's not that he's faking it, so to speak, cause he doesn't necessarily have to, but I guess like because like the like the the meme was that he carries his guitar around and travels and on the road and stuff like that is like i guess he kind of feels beholden to have to perform the meme again and it's like even though it's not necessary because he's a perfectly good piano player <laughs> and that's just like that's what drives me nuts it's just like he does know how to play a musical instrument well he plays piano <laughs> i know it's not i know it's not as exciting or what not or not as like daddy or memeish to like play keys, but you can play keys decently. I don't, I don't understand. And I say that as a key player, I'm, I'm someone who plays keys. It's like he can play keys. I'm like, uh. that's that bothered me a little bit because it's like when I heard that he was going to play the jazz festival, I was like, oh, is he going to actually like play keys on a song? And no, like that's what bothered me. <laughs> it's just ah no, it's just like he it it's, it, it 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 just it makes me a little angry. <laughs> and who knows that he's perfectly capable of playing a musical instrument i just feel i feel a little depressed that he has to do the guitar even though he's not particularly good at it maybe he doesn't have to i don't think he's like completely being forced to do this like i i I know like i would do i would have done it too like but it's just sort of like he could have actually 
played played with them as well because like, he's no if someone is I, i'm a i'm a massive janet jackson fan like outside of all the raptor stuff if someone was like hey Catherine, do you want to fake playing an instrument with janet jackson's band i would say no <laughs> i'm not oh, really i wouldn't do that to myself i would not i would want to be with them in some other capacity i wouldn't that's just too weird for me i can't do it i can't do it i whatever i'm probably an idiot that's fine I- if anyone gives me the opportunity to play a fake instrument on stage with a real band, I'm taking it no matter what band it is. Just because it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but, it's ridiculous. But, but we're comedians. Uh, earnestly, so we'll yeah, earnestly it's it is funny. Insane. But to do it earnestly yeah. is weird. That's okay. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. yeah I'm, I, yeah, I'm friends with a member of the Arkells. And so there's like a lot of stuff that I, I can't uh, say you about can't Nick. Disclose. Yeah, I can't really disclose because I've been told not to. Uh, but I will say that like Nick Nurse has like a true aspiration to make it as like a like a like a performing artist. Um, yeah, well, he should just practice Purple Rain on the guitar a little more, <laughs> and then and sure. do and do the thing. Like, cause yeah. I think he's like probably capable. Like, I don't I don't play guitar, but it's just like I feel like if he put his mind to it, he could do it. And maybe it was all just so last minute. That he just didn't get the chance to like practice and like finesse it, but I feel like he's he's Nick Nurse has said he's like a huge Prince fan. I feel like maybe that's just a song you gotta have in your arsenal, you know? Yeah. Okay, so there's the whole fake guitar playing thing. The other thing I want to say, and I will, I haven't posted on social media yet, but I will. But I filmed Nick Nurse's entire performance like a total psychopath and what i mean by that is that like you know in the movie love actually when the guy is like supposed to film his like best friend's like wedding but he's only filming the bride the (laughs) entire time and then it's like oh i'm gonna edit this like video of your wedding together and it's just footage of the bride and nothing else that's what it was like me filming nick nurse during this performance because the band was incredible and the singer was incredible and the performance was amazing. The, actually, the entire concert was amazing. But my phone was only on Nick pretending to play the guitar <laughs> the entire time. So I'm going to post like it's like an eight minute video. So I think I'm going to put it down into some clips and, and post it on my social media uh, maybe later today or tomorrow. But yeah, it, it's it was a real love actually moment for me. To, I actually started to feel weird about it midway through because I'm like, wow, this band's really killing it, and my eyes are not on them. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we've, always, we've all seen great bands. We haven't seen an NBA head coach pretend to play with a great band. That's something go. to document. Thank you, thank Which you, Matt. Did. I appreciate yes. that. I appreciate you justifying my behavior. I, I got the wide, so I got the rest of I got the whole stage. Yeah, Chris has a wide there. shot. I do not. So yeah. between the two of us, you could cut it together and make us look like normal people. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so so now is like actually the most interesting part, and that is uh, during so after so they ended their set with Purple Rain, but then of course they came on and did like an encore without Nick Nurse. And then they were looking for some people to to join the stage. And, and this is where Chris started to make some real interesting moves. And, and Chris, I'd like you to tell the story from here. If you're okay, okay with that. So um, I, I don't know where the inspiration came from, but uh, the, the 
one of the band members was like pointing out at people in the crowd who were like being clearly dance like dancing and being enthusiastic and I put my hand up and he was like you so he pointed at me and Catherine and I'm like Catherine we're like going. join the band on stage yeah, go on the stage we're like, Catherine we're going to go they on had stage. they had fake guitars waiting for us and everything I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was our chance to go on the stage to that's go surreal and dance with the band so uh, I'm like I'm like Catherine like come on come on Catherine we're going and she, yeah, and yeah, Catherine, yeah what I'm like no we're going on the stage and she's like what no like come on come yeah, on yeah has it has our stuff really this is and, your chance to maybe dance with Nick Nurse right and then um so we're going to the back stage entrance to the side off to the right off to stage left we go back and we're like I'm going up the stairs to go on the stage to go dance because I, I'm also a fan of the power generations. Like I wanted to go dance and like Catherine was with me, but then like right out of the corner of my eye, I see, I see Nick nurse and I like wave to him and like give him a thumbs up. And he was like, Oh, Hey. And so um, there were some other fans off to the side who like saw him as well. And they were like, can we go get your picture? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with the picture. So I let Nick go take the picture and then instead of going on and dancing with the backing band of my favorite performing, per, my favorite artist of all time with Catherine, I decide to go say hello to Nick Nurse. And I, this is not, and just like full disclosure, this is not the first time I've met him. <laughs> but uh, I, I went up to say hi to Nick before going on the stage. And I said, um, uh, do you remember this so-and-so uh, thing that you did? And so like, Back in 2020, I had cancer. I was diagnosed around the same time the pandemic hit. Not a great time for me. And then uh, Catherine and uh, another friend of mine, for some reason, <laughs> decided to reach out to the Raptors organization uh, or talk to someone. And somehow it got to him that I wasn't doing well and I was going through cancer treatment and whatnot. And so one day I get a message from the Raptors saying uh, coach nurse wanted to send you a personal message like to get well and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so I get this like minute long message from the Raptors from Nick nurse. And he, he's like, thank you for being a fan. And it was like very, very sweet and very, very earnest. And he filmed it while he was in the bubble. Uh, and I was also instructed not to share the video on social media. So I can't share it. But I have shown it to Catherine and she's seen it. And it was like a really, really sweet thing that he did. So I decided to like go up to him and remind him. It's like, do you remember when you were in the bubble that you sent this video to a woman that had cancer? And he was like, and then his face just like goes white. And he was like, oh my God, yes, I do. What happened? And I said, and I said to him, I was that woman. I'm here alive and cancer free right now in front of you. And he was like, Oh my God, I'm so happy that you're okay. And he like grabs me and like gives me a bear hug. And I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And, <laughs> and now I was like, Now I'm not someone who gets starstruck. And I also was not starstruck at this moment. Mm -hmm. It was like this weird, like, I had this weird like moment with Nick Nurse where he just like was like really happy that I was okay and like just like grabbed me and hugged me and I'm like holy shit <laughs> what that's I was very not... surreal 
that is so weird. <laughs> and um, it when it was not not in a bad way, but it's just like this yeah. is very very severe. I'm having a very 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 human moment with um uh this random person who happens to be the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. That's amazing. Uh, at late at night in the rain and it's hot outside and it's weird. And then Catherine's right here beside me. And I'm just like, and I'm Catherine. <laughs> and, and, and I'm very I know sure. a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very sure like he actually wants to hold some semblance of a conversation to me, like with me about it. And he was like, um, like I'm so used to hearing, you know, I see friends and stuff like that get cancer. I'm so used to hearing it go the other way. So like, I'm genuinely like really happy that you're okay. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. thank you. It's so sweet. And I'm like, and he was like, um, and then I'm like, and then I'm like motioning Catherine. I'm like, this is my friend, Catherine. She's also like a really, uh, like, she's really cool. and a big fan. And Nick Nurse, that's your name? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Catherine was very shy about it. And I, I don't and, have a weekly segment dedicated to you called the Nick Nurse Hottie Highlight of the Week. <laughs> I bet he knows about that, by the way. I okay. guarantee you he no knows way. about it. No yeah. way. No, that guy's I don't obs- think he does. He seems a little obsessed with being famous a little bit. Yeah. So, like, if there's... I wouldn't... Some, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, would be shocked if he doesn't know about it. That'd yeah. be so weird. I would be anyway. shocked. Cause like I'm pretty sure he recognized me as well. Cause like again, like I've met him more than once. So like I'm yeah, I think he did recognize you. And um, uh, yeah, and he was like, "Hey, he's like, oh, do you want a picture?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but I want you to get a picture with Catherine." (laughs) (laughs) Catherine, come here. And so I kicked the camera up, and I'm I'm in the picture as well, but I'm trying to get like Catherine and and it's Nick like bad it. selfie arm doing your best, stretching, doing trying to get best, the group in, trying to do it, and 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 I'm like and I'm like apologizing, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get the best picture as I possibly can. He's like, oh, don't worry, like yeah, you two look really nice. I'm not so sure about myself, but you both look really great. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. And he was really nice, and like we like. And then afterward, he was like, he hugged me one more time. It's like, again, like, I'm so happy that you're okay. <laughs> mm, that's so nice. Yeah, it was really nice. And um, that's that that's what happened is um, I somehow managed because I'm, I'm a big fan of the power generation. And I did really want to go up on stage to go dance with them in front of the crowd and go like, we did not. We I did. did not. We did not oh, make it on stage. We did not make it on that stage because i saw a moment i saw an opening where i could like say thank you to nick nurse because <laughs> i didn't i didn't yeah. expect him to be there and i'm like oh no wait you're like literally standing right here i have to say thank you to you because what you did to me what you did for me or you took like that time out of your day where it was obviously like a really stressful time because you're in the bubble and like that thing was like a boiler room for like two months and the fact that you just decided to like take some time out of your busy schedule just to say hi and wish me well and hope that I pull through a hard time was like a really kind thing. So I had to take the opportunity to like thank him and also have him like have Catherine meet him. <laughs> yeah. Equally, yeah. <laughs> just to, like have Catherine say hello so they could get their picture together because I know how much Catherine loves Nick, loves him like even more than I do. Um, uh, and what I a just... crazy sliding doors moment where it's right. like, how many times in your life are you presented with two options? And then you have two options to like go dance with your favorite band or like meet somebody who helped you through one of the most difficult times of your life. And like, I picked the latter. 
Yeah, you made the right choice. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. And then after we took our photos, we just got the hell out of there because we were for sure <laughs> going to get in trouble if we were backstage any longer. Like, it was a little like security was like, who are those girls? What are they? Run! <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was just being like the mom, making sure we still had like our purses and umbrellas with us. Like I was just <laughs> very, I was very that person um, yep. in the moment. But yeah, we got to meet Nick Nurse, which was pretty incredible and and unexpected and really wonderful. How does he smell? Neutral. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any weird bo off Nick Nurse, so that was good. And then I don't has a nose for that kind of thing, so no Nick. <laughs> smell like anything in particular okay I, i've never really thought about how he smells before so i thought maybe this might be a weird insight i didn't think to like lean in and get like a big whiff or anything but yeah i'm we gonna say to neutral him. he does yeah. you know what he actually does come across like the kind of guy that would have like a like a real like cologne situation but that mm -hmm. was not the case yeah yeah yeah, I mean it's outside and it's raining. I'm sure it's not. Also, also that. Also, like one thing I I thought of Chris afterwards is like I owned the Nick Nurse hat and I can't believe I didn't wear it. Ah, mm. I should. I don't know why I didn't wear it. I should have worn it. Like I, for me, so the Nick Nurse hat, the one that I have, does not have like that back like clip part or like the adjustable part. Yeah. So I can't put my hair through it in the back. And like if, if for anyone just like listening, like I have big curly hair. So the hat doesn't really fit on my head. So I'd have to like flat iron my hair to wear the hat. So yeah. I didn't I didn't think to do it. But I was like, oh, like that would have been really cool. Although except now that I'm saying this out loud, it was raining. So that would have made my hair curly all over again. So it would have been a disaster potentially. So did you want to wear the hat just to complain to Nick Nurse about the hat and how you can't wear it? Yeah, easily? literally I would. Yeah. I mean, I flat ironed my hair for you, Nick. I know you don't know what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like an hour out of my life. You know? I bet Nick Nurse spends a lot of time on his hair. Like, I, like I'm somebody. Someone does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm balding myself, you know, and like the more you bald, the more you kind of have to like work on it a little bit to yeah. make it seem less bald. And he's like, he's getting up there to the point where it's like almost a point of no return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think before, at least pre pandemic, he probably had like a stylist or something like that who was like helping him pick out his suits and mm. things like that. I'm yeah. Very, yeah, I miss the suits like a lot. I miss the suits. Coaches should have to wear suits or just the uniform, one or the other. Pure. Pure makeup, yeah. like in baseball, they just yes. They look up, they look like the players, and they have the ball caps on. Yeah, totally. They have their own number. Uh, <laughs> buy their game oranges. If you're if you're an older, more uh, hefty gentleman, you can buy their their uh, game worn jerseys, <laughs> um, and so you don't have to feel bad because you too get to have your own number. You get to be a coach. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And the numbers just their age or weight. Like it's just yeah. to further demean them even more. What I just told you is true. <laughs> I did not make that up, by the way. I'm so okay. sorry. I was trying to like make sure I was prepped a little for my next topic here. And then I missed what you said, which is brutal for a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you say it again and we'll figure it out? Uh, are you talking to me? Sorry, Chris. Our our next topic? 
No, I think you said something and I missed it. No, no, I was talking about baseball uniforms and how. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like sorry. how coaches in baseball wear baseball, like the actual baseball uniform itself. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, it should be funny if like it would be funny if like all the coaches on the sidelines were also wearing like jerseys <laughs> and like sleeves underneath. Short shorts. Short. Everyone's legs. Jordans. You know. Oh my god, yeah. that'd, that'd be, be my dream. Funny. Okay amazing uh so that's our big nick nurse story i hope uh all our listeners and and viewers on youtube really enjoyed that uh let's move on and talk a little bit about the nba draft uh not as (laughs) exciting minutes into the episode we finally get over just nick nurse And we still have a Nick Nurse hottie highlight of the week. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. That was for sure it. We are not ending this podcast with another highlight. Yeah, um, Nick spread. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, oh, actually, maybe I could say something for the end there. But anyway, let's let's talk about the draft. Uh, it happened last Thursday. Matt, you for sure follow the draft more than anyone I personally know who doesn't actually like you know, do full-time draft coverage for a living. It's a real loser moment on my point. How no, I not like at all. Draft. It is, it is. It straight up is, and that's fine. I'm happy with it. <laughs> this is to get the opinions of fans and comedians. So, Matt, <laughs> as a fan and a comedian, what did you think of this draft? And who, uh, which prospect are you uh, most excited about? Oh, I think, like... There's a few prospects I'm pretty excited about. I'm excited for the two Raptors people. Raptors picked uh, Coloco, uh, 33, and then Ron Harper Jr. Uh, they signed afterwards, and those two are, are pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited for uh, Keegan Murray, who like the the Kings drafted fourth. Uh, most people were predicting uh, predicting Ivy was going to go there, but they picked Keegan. So it's just kind of interesting to see like somebody go against the board at four and then see how they turn out to just like repeat the Scotty Barnes thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then Shaden Sharp from London, Ontario, who went seventh is like the most exciting person to see for sure. Because like, no one knows how he's, he's played like five, like 15 games that mean anything, including high school. So it's like, Mm. how can you really project this guy? But if you watch his footage, like he looks like a number one pick, he looks so cool. There's like rumors that the Raptors were going to trade OG for the seventh pick. And when they picked Shaden Sharp, I was like, maybe the Raptors know something about Shaden and they're going to trade OG for Shaden. Um, I'm glad they didn't. But at the same time, who knows? Maybe in like three years, we'd be like, oh, my God, could you believe that we could have gotten Shaden Sharp for OG? Yeah, but I feel like I feel like that is a trade prospect that only you are going to remember three years from now. (laughs) Because it didn't really happen. But yeah, I, I, I hear you. I the Raptors are still, I think, are still going to have a very interesting uh, offseason. But, yeah, Chris, what did you think of any of the topics, anyone in particular you're excited to see? Yeah, uh, definitely all the ones that Matt mentioned. I also really want to uh, shout out uh, Benedict Mathurian. Uh, he was he went number six with the Pacers. He was also Canadian. So you had back-to-back Canadian picks. Uh, and then the Pacers also drafted another Canadian at the top of the second round named uh, Andrew Nembard, uh, who I've been following since 2018, 2019, since he was with the Florida Gators. And then transferred to Gonzaga. And he also played a, a significant role in the FIBA Canadian basketball run. So it was really interesting to see the Pacers decide to go with two 
very good Canadian prospects. I also think Nembard's a big steal at the top of the second round. I think Nembard could have had potential to like get a higher pick if he really wanted to. I think that's a really good that's a really good fit for the Pacers and well as well as in terms of like what they need. Uh, just in case, you know, people like Brogdon start, you know, deciding to move on from that team and they're going in like a new direction. So I think those are going to be some really interesting picks for the a Pacers rebuild or relaunch or whatever they're planning to do in the, within the next few years. Because they're obviously like once they traded Sabonis, you know, like, OK, they're going into rebuild mode pretty much. They're trying to retool and uh, try to fix what they have or tear it down or whatever so uh that was a really interesting those were really interesting moves for me i thought coloco for the raptors is a great that's a great choice we needed a big we needed someone at a backup center um he's probably going to be doing some time in the g league first before he starts uh contributing a little bit more to like the raptors main team um but i think that uh, a lot of people were really relieved to see his name go uh, and have him be part of the Raptors, and he seems to be pretty excited to join the team as well. So I'm really, really happy about that. Um, seems to have a high floor as well. Uh, I don't think that, like, uh, he might not be, like, an amazing contributor, but I think he's definitely has he definitely has a lot of potential to contribute meaningfully to the team in one way or another with his size and his length. So, yeah, I think that it was a good draft uh, for Canada. It's a good draft for teams. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that is that's that. Those are my general feelings. I just wanted to add that nice little Canadian shout out perspective. Yeah, Nembhard rules. I think he's gonna be great. I love him so much. What do you like most about Nembhard's game? Because you seem to be a pretty big expert on him. Maybe. I I think he has a lot of potential to be a good floor general. I think he has a lot of potential to be like a really good playmaker and passer and. Uh, he he tries really hard. He's a real keener. That's what I really like about Menmard. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I uh none of you gave me the predictable Chet Holmgren answer. It is interesting to see how someone with those physical dimensions is going to play. Like I'm super interested to see how Chet's going to be. Because like if you just look at the numbers, like Chet for sure should have been the number one pick. Like his yeah. numbers are like video game insane numbers. Um but, you know, he is like his he is his shoulders are so but I mean, like the league seems to be trending towards skinnier players anyways, like throughout the last 60 years. So to predict it's going to swing the other way seems foolhardy. So I don't know. I'm interested to see Chet as well, even though. Yeah. I mean, he he's a seven footer and he weighs one hundred and seventy five pounds. Uh, I think he weighs one hundred and ninety five pounds. Okay, I'm five foot ten and I weigh more than 195 pounds. Like yeah. that's a skinny man. Oh, I'm also skinny. a big woman, but that's a skinny man. <laughs> 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 like it's just that is like, you know, whatever. I think it's gonna be like um I think he'll he'll probably gain a little bit of weight, but he'll probably always be skinny. But, you know, people were worried about Durant being too skinny and it really hasn't stopped him. So I think people 100%. make too much out of that. And it's just it is what it is. Sometimes I feel like I look at Chet and it looks like he's still growing into the rest of his face somehow. His face <laughs> is somehow the skinniest looking part of his body. Yeah. Uh, it's very odd. That's just me being mean. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I so aside from that, I also wanted to ask you, who do you think has uh rookie of the year potential 
And I want to go a little off the grid with this and say Benedict Matherin, because I think, I just think the Pacers are, have the potential to have a, a decent season next year. Like, I don't know if they're going to be a playoff team, but I just think like they're young. You have a good coach. Like they have Tyrese Halliburton there, uh, Buddy Heald. Like, I just think like, the Pacers have some real potential. I think a lot of these awards are like expectations versus results. So I think you'll have the, like, no one expected this out of someone like his pick, but here he is. I just think he has the potential to have like a really big impact next season. Yeah, that's fair. I'm worried about the Pacers as a team because I don't think they have like any forwards, like on their entire roster. They, they have like O'Shea Brissett and, uh, TJ Warren. He's an uh, unrestricted free agent. And oh, right. So he might not be there for, for years. Long. Yeah, so who knows? And Isaiah Jackson. Oh, that's true. They have Jackson, yeah. I kind of view him a little bit more as like a center a little bit. But yeah, no, that's, that, that is totally fair. I, like I don't actually a pay a ton of attention to the Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, but I do think they have some really young, interesting prospects. For sure, yeah. I mean, uh, Duarte is great, you know, uh, Tyrese. I, I think Tyrese has a chance to win most improved player this year. I could see yeah. him going for like 23 and eight, you know, uh, for sure. Uh, for the rookie of the year, like Chet's definitely like up there. Like Chet's going to get all he can eat in uh, with the Thunder. Uh, I also think like his block numbers are probably going to be pretty wild. I kind of view him as like a Boucher if Boucher was bigger and could pass um, and maybe shoot a little bit better, uh, which is like a valuable player. Um, but I, I would probably go with Keegan Murray as the chance to to win rookie of the year more than anyone, just because I think he's just able to score in every single way. And I think scoring can help you win. Awesome. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm. I think Keegan's probably gonna be a, a good prospect for rookie for the exact same reasons. And um, I think that um, with our own Scotty Barnes, um, I think his ultimate case was the fact that he was able to contribute offensively like right away, mm-hmm. like like two games in, like that first big game he had against Boston where we got our first dab, and he had uh, he put up like twenty points, like more than twenty points that game. And wow. I think he had the highest number that game. And so he was contributing right away and was putting up significant numbers. Like just even throughout his, the first 10 games, he was averaging really, really, really good numbers. Uh, even if, it, you know, even if he wasn't the greatest defensively, he was definitely like contributing right away offensively to make up for it. So um, I think following the same pattern, I think Keegan has a really good potential. Like if he's, if he can demonstrate that he's contributing offensively to a team right away and really having an impact, I think that's going to be a, a good case. Love yeah, it. No, no. I, I wonder maybe if Orlando's going to pull a little bit of a Raptors thing and go jumbo size lineups, you know, cause they could throw out um, Wendell Carter Jr. Um, yeah. Jonathan Isaac, Wendell Carter. And then you have Bankera who's six ten. You know, and then you have like those four guys. You could maybe have one small guard, like even Suggs mm-hmm. is like six five. So you could have these like big lineups. So maybe uh, Ben Caro, and like there's not too many people in that lineup who like initiate the offense. So very possible that the first pick wins rookie of the year. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> um, I don't know if you uh, got to tune into the draft, but I found it uh, pretty boring. 
<laughs> well, it was it sucked to have Woj there, man. Woj, like, I turned off Twitter for the draft to keep his stuff from popping up. And then he comes in and just, like, it's weird that this Pops guy. Pops up on TV. All he does is ruin things. Like, there's no, there's no advantage. The world's not a better place. The NBA is not a better place. The draft coverage isn't better. By Woj being involved, him and Shams ruining the picks. Like, imagine how exciting it would be for Bankera to be picked number one first with no one knowing it was going to happen. That time when Anthony yeah. Bennett, like eight years ago, was the surprise number one pick and shocked everybody, that won't happen again. And, it, and, it's, and it's terrible. Yeah, I love this this hot, we don't like Woj take. But uh, no, I wanted to ask, like, uh, what would you add? Like, what's one element you would add to the the NBA draft to make it more interesting? Um, yeah, Matt, go ahead. Uh, Woj and Shams locked in a submarine uh, <laughs> beneath the Arctic Ocean. That's the first thing that popped into my head. Um, to make it more exciting, uh, like... You know, like professional wrestlers, they get entrances, right? Like, so maybe they can pick a song and like regalia, uh, pyro when they get picked. Uh, I also like, um, I liked it better when, when Stern was the commissioner for only this specific reason and having a really short person shake the draftees' hands makes them look like giants. <laughs> so I don't like uh, Silver being like, am like I about to Google David Stern height? Yeah. I am. Yeah, he's like five foot two or something. He was perfect. You want a sh- very small person. They should bring back Muggsy Bones. He was and let five him nine. His- he was five nine. <laughs> 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 well, you know, five two, five nine. That's fine. Could you imagine how like most? I want to know Adam Silver's height. Adam Silver, I bet is like six three. He seems tall. He seems tall. Oh, now they're giving it to me in meters. What's one point nine? 1.9. Oh, that's 6'3 exactly. He's tall. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have no go. idea. How tall is he? 190 centimeters. He's tall. Yeah. 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 It's, it's anyway. settled. Adam Silver's tall, everybody. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Chris, what would, what would you change? Uh, I would... Uh, I would want live footage of Shams and Rose in that Arctic submarine (laughs) (laughs) and i want yeah it's full of ants and spiders (laughs) and i want um uh i want uh i want footage of the offices deliberating over their picks oh yeah i want to see them the managers i want to see like i want to see like masai and bobby on the phone being the phones with everybody in the office and then coach just kind of like twiddling his thumbs (laughs) My, I said my piece, guys. Our no. coach just being like, I have and to learn I this said, song in the corner, trying to play his guitar. I said my piece, guys, <laughs> and that's and, and I want I want to see uh, more of the, the all the different teams' brain trusts, just like fretting over picks and just the chaos inside of the offices, like it's like in the loop or something like that. And there's like one really sweary Scottish guy or something. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's what I want to see, and I want to see. Um, uh, maybe we could do different. Uh, we could do different ships for Shams and Woj every year, like next year. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> they're That's locked in the room, guys. Who? How do we make the ship worse? <laughs> um, I love. I love all of that. I for me, 
I want to pitch like an entire reality TV show that happens prior to the draft. Like the draft is actually the season finale oh, of the show. True. So we get them all living together. Let's use that draft. Com- together. <laughs> yeah. Let's get the draft combine in there. Yeah. Right. That's what we they got to go the through during the day. The but then they all live in the same house. And that's how we get to know them through drama in the house. I would rather get to know them through that than have to watch NCAA basketball. So I want to get to know them through the NBA draft combine reality TV show. I'll already have my favorites. We'll already have our villains. And then, and then the finale is the draft. And then that way we're already so emotionally invested in all of them as people rather than just getting to know them. Sounds great. And we can also incorporate your ideas of having Woj and Shams in a submarine for yeah. the finale. Why not? They could ho- they could literally host it from the submarine and then we <laughs> cut back to the house. <laughs> Except I don't think I want to keep them down there that long. It just no, they're both just to screaming. Their- they get no reception on their phones. unfair to their families. But <laughs> you don't think that Woj and Shams' families are already suffering enough? Those guys are like... <laughs> constantly on twitter like there's no way they have normal conversations i bet they don't see movies you know no yeah they probably don't have the time no and they always have to be accessible you know they've decided to commit their lives to ruining people's news it's terrible yeah um but we should feature that in the show heavily and we could still have your your wrestling style walk-ins and and all of it i think it all works collectively yeah Okay, I love it. So let's move on to our Raptors Homer moment. Um, we kind of jumped the gun here a little bit talking about the draft, but I wanted to get your uh, opinions on our new additions, uh, particularly our 33rd pick. He was 33, right? Christian Coloco. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he seems really promising. He seems like he's really good on the defensive end. I have a feeling that he's going to become like a Kem Birch style replacement. I think Uh, I think that's who he's going to be competing for, for, for minutes. Yes. He might start in the, in the G league, but that's kind of a bit of a a sore spot for us. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did get a decent amount of uh, NBA minutes. Uh, I know Chris gave us some of her thoughts uh, a bit earlier, but Matt, what, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking uh, forward to seeing Coloco. I mean, he'll only get minutes over uh, Birch if it's for developmental purposes or if Birch's knee is still messed up. Um, I'm still kind of high on Birch, uh, assuming that he can come back, but if he can't, then yeah, Coloco can definitely get minutes there. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's super long. He's uh, his defensive timings are good. He's got like potential to switch. He only really played drop coverage in college. uh, So it should be interesting to see, um if he can switch and how that will look exactly yeah i mean he's a 33 pick right so if he develops into anything eventually it's good i think the raptors um fans perception of what type of player you usually get there is skewed based on uh, pascal and norm uh but you know there's like sometimes you hit a home run and sometimes you're there are a dozen other players that have been picked there that you forget about immediately uh but yeah i think he has potential to be like a good backup center eventually yeah but I mean, I, I'm worried about offense because like his best role is to like finish lobs and stuff like that, maybe. 
And, you know, Fred is so bad at <laughs> lob passes, kind of. Like, it's just not his, <laughs> his go-to. Like, Fred's, like, such a pros or cons type of player. And he puts such little pressure on the basket. I don't know if he'll be able to work super well with Coloco. I don't know how those two can kind of be on the floor at the same time. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, this team is, you know, for all the, the trade talks that have existed – I mean, this team really needs some offense. Like, I love that we value defense, and I, I would stand by those values. But, man, if, like, Gary Trent Jr. or somebody ends up in a trade, it's like, wow, that's so much of our offense. Like, yeah, sorry, go well, ahead. Oh, they're, they're undrafted guy, Ron Harper Jr., though. I actually kind of like him as a prospect a little bit more than Coloco. Um because he's like pure offense. Like he led Rutgers. Like he was amazing there. Like he can shoot the shit out of the ball. Like he's a physical driver. Like he had, you know, like there's that saying that like body fat is potential in disguise. And he is like, he's got like a early days Cal Lowry type of body. Um, but you I've know, never like, heard that saying before. Is that a saying? Yeah, it's like it's I'm cleaning it up a little bit. I know I need to put that on my own wall for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That my own body fat is potential in disguise. It's like very good motivation for me. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, if, 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 if he's already a good athlete, he's a surprising athlete. So if he's able to lose like some of that body weight and like get that, like maybe get into the Raptors conditioning system, then maybe they have like a true undrafted steal. Uh, that being Amazing. said, again, he's undrafted, but we'll see. I, I, I'm pretty big into Ron Harper. Cool. Chris, do you have any thoughts on, on uh, Harper? I actually, I guess because I didn't pay that much attention down the draft, I actually have, uh, I have no context for Harper. Like, I just know the name. I didn't actually do any, I didn't do any research on Ron he, Harper. He has, no, that's fine. He, that's fair. He, I only did since the, same, the draft. Yeah. <laughs> he has the same name as, um, as this like indie 90s singer. Yes. There was a singer in the 90s named Ron Harper. Was dad played in the NBA in the 90s? Yeah, so not the same person. I don't no. think he was also an NBA player. I feel like I'd remember that. Just ages me that I hear the name Ron Harper and I think of this like 90s singer instead of just who our draft pick is. So, you know, I'm just I'm just venting here. Um, yeah, no, I'm really excited. I, you know, it'll be very telling in the coming week or so if the Raptors like make any moves or if they just like really double down and and believe in these picks for you know, for the long term and to be a part of our, our regular rotation or not. So, you know, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see there. But I'm excited for them. And I'm also excited to see if the Raptors are going to make some moves or not. I know there's been a lot of trade rumors and stuff, but free agency is coming up. And uh, I, I prefer to recap than to speculate. So uh, I'll save my thoughts on that for now. But look, can I say is... one more thing about oh, Raptors please. rookies, if you don't mind? Please. Um, I do think that if Champagny had the year that he had in the G League and the NBA and was able to be drafted, I think he would be a lottery pick. Like mm. Champagny is so good, like not so good defensively. He's good defensively. He's so good on the offensive boards, and he shot like forty percent on threes with like a good amount of threes attempted like his shooting stroke looks good like i went to go see a couple 905 games and he crushed it each time uh and like not hesitating to shoot like to get like a true three and d player uh who maybe has like a little bit of upside on kind of stuff and like his offensive rebounding is astronomically good i love him i hit the hot he had the best like plus minus 
per 48 minutes on the team last year. There's that stretch that he played in like early January before he like basically lost eligibility where like he was on the court for a ton of great moments. He had that tip in, uh, tip in against the Cavaliers that didn't count. I think Champagne is going to be big this year. Yeah, you know what? I um I got to see a, a 905 game in, in Champagne and and Delano Banton were far and beyond um the best players on the court. So yeah, I definitely think and hope he has a an NBA future for sure. Yeah, and Banton, you know, if he can get the shot going, then he's got an amazing upside. We just have to see if that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that brings us to our Nick Nurse hottie highlight of the week, <laughs> <laughs> and I, no I will. I will. For this. I will. No one's asking for this. Stop. I think everyone's asking for this. I'll, I'm going to say. I'm going to say this. So, by coincidence, last night, very serendipitous. Uh, after we had our, our photo with Nick Nurse, we bumped into an old friend of mine uh, named Greg, who happened to be working uh, the Toronto Jazz Fest. And Greg and I worked on this idea a while ago. I ended up just making it for fun, but it was the Nick Nurse Happy and Angry at Refs calendar. <laughs> so it's like every month is a photo of him smiling and laughing, and then a second photo of him angry and yelling at a ref. And it's a really great calendar. Uh, I ended up making one for Chris, uh, I think for Christmas or something. Yes. And, and it's really fun. And he keeps telling me like, you need to make that calendar for real, man. You need to keep making that calendar for real, but I don't have the rights to any of these photos. No. So I don't know how I would ever pull that off, but if someone knows how I can get rights to the photos to make this calendar, I would make it. And I, and I would do it for charity. Like I would just, you know, I, I just think that would be incredible, but the Nick nurse happy and angry at refs. 2023 calendar i love it i, I would, I get would that like calendar for to, sure i would like that to be a goal for this podcast and if i can figure out a, a way to get the rights to the photos without it costing me so much money then uh then i would do it and i and i would donate the the profits to to a charity so i made somebody a calendar last christmas and it was so expensive to get it printed. How much, like, where did you go to get your, like, calendar done? Uh, Staples. Yeah? Was it cheap? It was, like, 15 bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to go there next time. Well, how much did you spend? <laughs> like, the printing house quoted me originally at, like, $200. What? <laughs> this is an anti-ad for the printing house. Um, I ended up going <laughs> to, like, a random, like, print shop down the street. I got it done for, like more than that more than what you pay but like 35 dollars. i mean i don't know what like the quality of the the paper and the images were but i mean chris i think you'd agree that the quality was pretty good no it was good actually staples is actually really underrated for uh like if you want to do say you're an artist and you want to do uh you're doing a, sh a show you're not gonna be selling like original pieces for like three four hundred dollars a piece but you want to have something that you can sell at a show for like 10 or 15 bucks a lot of artists i know go to staples to get like those like dollar prints of like 11 by 17 or 8 by 10s mm -hmm. sell them for ten dollars and you make a ton of money and they're all really good quality so yeah i'm i'm all for that's a little trade secret right there is like if you need quick prints of something staples Wow, yep. and there's tons of staples all over the GTA that you yep. can go yeah. and visit any time of the week. 
Yeah. I'd just like to let our listeners know that we're not sponsored by Staples or anyone to my knowledge. If I mean, you can also get it delivered, uh, I suppose. Yes. If if uh, if there are sponsors on this podcast, I apologize. <laughs> no, this this uh, as uh, this as they say on TNT, this uh, podcast is sullied by sponsors. So unsullied by unsullied. Yeah, <laughs> we're very sullied. Very sullied. <laughs> very sullied by Nick Nurse and uh, we're Staples. very sullied. Oh my God, we are unsullied by sponsorship. But anyway, uh, okay, let's wrap it up there. What a weird time, but. But, uh, but also a great time. And I love this so much. And I, I apologize for not being as up on the draft. I am so, I'm three days hungover at this point. <laughs> it's all good. You have been sullied by alcohol and Nick Nurse. I have very much. <laughs> very much. The three day Nick Nurse hangover is hitting Yeah, pretty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, let's, Chris, let's start with you. Uh, Thanks again for for joining us on the pod and let us know uh, where people can find you on the internet. Great. Uh, I mostly hang around on Twitter. Uh, You can follow my personal account at Chris underscore underscore Myers. It's Chris with a K M with just one E. Uh, And then I also do a lot of other fun stuff on Twitter as well that you can find through my bio or like our link tree. I'll have that up on my personal page. So yeah, find me chris myers and then you can find everything else that i do amazing and matt let us know if you have any shows coming up or anything exciting in the city for people to check out and where people can find you on the internet yeah i don't i'm not i don't have an internet presence i don't really do any shows but i am uh i just got work as a dentist i'm working at bite dentistry on college street uh if you have any problems with your uh teeth or uh, mouth in general uh please come down to bite dentistry uh we are located at 321 church street uh there's a inflatable man out front with a really fucked up mouth uh you can't miss it matt can you do something about my tmj I, uh yeah 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 i know what that is for sure as a dentist what is that oh it's when your jaw doesn't shut properly oh yeah yeah i have a big old clamp i'll clamp you up good preach <laughs> uh amazing i can't really follow that but you can find me on twitter or instagram at it's me underscore Catherine spelled c-a-t-h-r-y-n thank you again and uh we'll check in uh next week take care bye